On this episode of the Range Minded Podcast, we're going to listen to actors who are acting, or are they telling the truth? We're going to find out. We're going to listen to Matthew McConaughey's interview with, uh, I believe it was ABC News, and then we're going to talk about it on this episode of the Range Minded Podcast. Well, it finally happened. I finally got off my lazy duff and recorded another episode. Yes, I know. It has been basically one month uh, since we've last met. Uh, that's my fault. Summer gets very busy. I've got a lot of things on my platter, and I'm uh, doing my best to juggle everything. When you juggle everything, eventually something drops. Am I right? Anyways, we are back, and we are back with a passion. In this episode, I was actually going to take this show in a different direction last night. I was going to record the show last night. I actually did a whole bunch of show prep. I, I prepared a bunch of stuff. But then I watched another video on, on the tubes from another, uh, another gun tuber. And I decided I'd change the direction of the show because I think it's important that you understand something's coming very, very quickly. We are going to be seeing a new wave of executive orders on gun control. Uh, the president and his cronies are ignoring the Supreme Court and doing whatever they want. It is coming, my friends. It is coming. Just be prepared. Don't freak out. That's what they want us to do is go crazy and, and cause lots of problems. The president can write as many executive orders as he wants. The problem is the Supreme Court keeps him in check. The Supreme Court is our friends right now, and they have made some amazing rulings as of recent, uh, one of which was what I was going to be talking about. So we just need to be patient, okay? That's not really what this show is about. Uh, well, I guess it does kind of tie in, because what we're going to see is uh, the president going to be pushing more and more gun control. We're going to see universal background checks, red flag laws. We're going to see... Um, uh, mandatory uh well, i guess that's universal background checks anyway a whole plethora the same old thing everything we saw in the assault weapons ban that they tried to push the last go round is basically being recycled republished and repurposed don't be surprised anyway i wanted to talk about something a little little different along the same lines i wanted to talk about matthew mcconaughey's interview on abc now Let's preface this. I haven't listened to this entire interview. I've listened to bits and pieces, but we're going to listen to the whole interview here together tonight. We're going to kind of break it down. We're going to have a conversation. It's important for you to understand. I do believe that Matthew McConaughey is passionate on this issue. Okay, it, It's his hometown. He knows some of these people. He spent time on the ground. Honestly, he spent more time in the school than the police did. And uh, I do believe he's passionate on this issue. But... Two things can be correct at once. He can be passionate on an issue and still be less than correct on it, which is, I believe, is where he sits. Also, he's an actor. So when we listen to some of his passion in communicating how he feels, he is still an actor. So I don't know how to quite read some of that passion. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of theatrics going on as well. Now, mind you as well, this is coming from a dad whose child experienced a shooting in their school. I am not outside of this, uh, the ability to comment on this. My own child had an experience in their school last year, year, two years ago, uh, of a shooting in their school. And they do still live with the psychological scars from that. 
So I do understand, and I am just as passionate on the issue as Matthew McConaughey. I may not have the ability to act and, and enunciate the words quite as well, but I promise you, Mr. McConaughey, my passion for the Second Amendment is just as strong, if not much, much stronger than your passionate to take away my firearms. Anyway, let's get into this interview. So again, this is... Uh, I guess this was last week, Matthew McConaughey on ABC. Now, well, let's just get into it, okay? On June 25th, 2022, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act was signed into law following the Robb Elementary School tragedy in my hometown of Uvalde, Texas. Now, part of this bill sets aside billions of dollars to make American schools safer. Problem is... This is just him, like, it's basically an advertisement how to apply for, them. for his Those Green Lights do, initiative. It is a complex and expensive process. But now we have a solution. Matthew McConaughey announcing the new Green Lights Grant Initiative. He founded with his wife, Camilla, to help schools access federal grant money for safety and security. I sat down with him for a wide ranging interview about schools, guns, and American politics. We began the conversation with what sparked his school safety initiative the massacre last year at Robb Elementary School in his hometown of Uvalde, Texas. Now, let's just talk about this real quick. If you guys don't remember the Uvalde shooting, that's where a deranged individual shot up a mortuary across the street from a school and then drove his vehicle over to the school, entering a door that was propped open and shot up the school, killing several children, um, all while being unimpeded by the police department who sat outside for nearly 70 minutes while shooting, you know, they heard the shots being fired. They did nothing. And no matter what Matthew McConaughey presents in this interview would not have stopped a deranged killer from killing people because he's a deranged killer. I remember watching you at the white house. I've seen a lot of celebrities come to the white house on various causes, but I have never seen somebody do quite what you did when you stood at that podium just after the massacre at Robb Elementary and spoke from the heart. Mm. Maite wore green high top converse with a heart she had hand drawn on the right toe because they represented her love of nature. Camilla's got these shoes, wore these every day. Green converse with a heart on the right toe. All right. so. I think there's some theatrics right here. I know you can't watch the video right now. You're not seeing what I'm seeing, but there's an image of these green converse with the heart on the right toe. He's going to say something about the child that was wearing these shoes, and he's going to be very emotional. These shoes look brand new. She wore these every day, but there is no discoloring on the soles or the shoelaces of the shoe. I own and have owned many pair of converse, and they don't stay clean very long. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. Have a badge. I mean, this was something that obviously hit you really hard, hit all of us hard, but really hit you. Yeah, it did. It, you know, it happened in my hometown. My wife was out of the country. She hears about the news, immediately writes me and says, we got to go down there. She cut her trip short, flew in. We packed up and headed out. And um, we had, you know, uh, we had chaperoned around to the right places. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with Matthew McConaughey going down there and supporting these people. In fact, I think the individuals needed that. But I don't know how genuine the purpose of the visit. They were inviting us in. We had families invite us in to come for the first viewing of the child. I shouldn't say that. I think it was a genuine visit. I also think... Mother and father going, no, please come in. There's leverage being done here. got really close and ingrained with quite a few of the, the families and the mothers in particular. And when we left there, the, the consensus was, can you help make their, their lives matter? Yeah. So that led to us ending up in, in, in DC. And, uh, um, and then the president asked me if I would speak uh, at a press conference there. And um, I sure as hell wasn't gonna say no to that. That was over a year ago. Yes. I remember what you said, you said that there's a window to get something done. Right. And something was done, you know, in a bipartisan bill. Oh, 32 passed. days later. Yep. But now we're over a year past yep. that. And you're trying to make sure that that's actually working. Right. What, what I'm trying to do, my wife and I have started this Green Lights Grant initiative to, it's a follow through. All right. The first bill was passed to safety schools in 30 years. Yeah. And that's the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. All right. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. How did that safen or harden any schools? Did it uh, did it increase security within the walls of the school? Did it put security guards in front of the school to deter? No, it just uh, it, it just came out with red flag laws, increased background checks, harder ability to procure firearms. Everything they did to infringe upon the Second Amendment, upon free people who have not committed any crimes, they wanted to impede on that right not create an actual safer school environment. Yeah. It's got uh, all these grants that can help secure schools physically. It's also for mental health counseling for the, for the kids in these schools. It, it's the first time it's happened. Yeah. Bipartisan, it's come together, it's there. And it's already working in some ways, but there's billions of dollars that are still left to be spent. I mean, it's, it's follow through you don't often see. So this passed over a year ago. Yes and billions of dollars for school safety. Great, that's awesome. And then you find out, you come along now, a year later, and the money hasn't gone out yet. Well, Most of it hasn't. Look, let me give you some numbers here. Congressman Gonzalez comes to me um, about three months after you ballot and says, Matthew, Camilla, um, 119 schools, 112 applications, zero awards. Well, that should be the problem of the United States government. Honestly, we see that all the time in the big giant bureaucracies. Now, do I think things need to be updated? Does there need to be some kind of hardening of schools? Is there something that has to be done? Yes, there is something that needs to be done. We all agree on that very thing. Any kind of a shooting that takes any life um, is a tragedy, whether it be self-inflicted, an accident, or something malicious. It's a tragedy. But be mindful that your odds of being shot are far, far, far lower than being involved in a car accident or having a medical emergency. What, what, what are we doing? The math, the, that math does not app. That's a zero success rate. One, way too few, few applications. Number two, the 12 applications, we went 0 for 12? Yeah. In the districts right there where you value just happened? So that's when we started, Camille and I started researching the country and going, is this, I doubt this is just a problem down in South Texas. We know it's such a problem all over, all over America. You've got 14,000 something schools. This grant initiative, the Green Lights grant initiative is going to connect 
those districts to those billions of dollars. That's there, yeah. available, and wants to be uh, used to, I mean, to, it, to make our kids. It suggests there's something wrong with the system if, if you pass And they this, admit it, not, though. The yeah, government admits yeah. that it shouldn't be this, this complicated. You said something else uh, at the White House. You said that the middle ground is where most Americans are yeah. on this issue, the guns issue. Yes. I think you're right, but I've also been following the gun issue for years after tragedy after tragedy, yeah. and nothing gets done no. on, on the gun side of it. So it's part of the issue the way, the, the way it's framed, because it does freak out a lot of people that consider themselves strong Second Amendment. Sure. They think any, any measure is a measure towards confiscating sure. all guns. He's right. You know, years and years of tragedies, we've seen them before, and nothing gets done. That's not quite accurate. He's right that people are freaking out when any major it does take place because it's inevitable. Everything that is presented chips away at the Second Amendment. Everything. We've seen it since the 30s with the Gun Control Act and, and in the, the 80s with Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I know Reagan was a great president, but not on guns. We even saw it with Donald Trump, who was a great president, but not good on guns. There has been a constant chipping away of the Second Amendment right. And I'm telling you, once that Second Amendment right is gone, they're going to be chipping away at other rights. It's inevitable. We see it in world history all the time. So when he says nothing ever happens, it's because the laws and the Constitution take over where these – excuse me, not the laws of the Constitution, but the, the machine of the Constitution – takes place and removes these unconstitutional laws from taking effect. The system works, and that's why, or was working at least, and that's why these things don't take place, because they are so ridiculous. Everything that gets presented is so ridiculous and anti-constitution. That's why nothing happens. And then they wonder well, these, these conservatives, these gun-toting Americans, they don't want anything to happen. They don't want, they just want people to die. I know every one of my friends that's involved in the Second Amendment, and I know plenty. I've been in the industry a while. None of us want to see tragedy. None of us want to see life taken in any manner. But I'm telling you right now, freedom is always greater than safety. Always. So how do you speak to those people? I think that's kind of what you were doing. Uh, well, one of the things, it was, it was a, just one word yeah. I went in there and flipped, seemed to get those hard Second Amendment. This is important. Uh, listen uh, to this. Defenders ears to at least listen. Yeah. And that was, I changed the word from control to responsibility. So we've seen, a, we've seen a constant switch over the years. Do you see what Matthew just said? All I did was switch one word from control to responsibility. It's a word game, folks. This is Boggle. <laughs> Maybe some of you don't even remember that game. It's a word game. All we got to do is switch the words a little bit to soften the blow, to sweeten the poison. Right? We've heard common sense gun control. Then, and now we're seeing gun responsibility. We just got to be responsible, right? As McConaughey says, I'm responsible with my guns. I don't have any unauthorized users walking around with my firearms. 
It's manipulation, my friends. Manipulation. Listen. I hate gun control. Well, control sounds like a mandate. Right. Nobody wants the mandate. No one wants to be controlled. But responsibility is still something that we can all go, yeah, I'll take responsibility. And a lot of the, 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 the far right or the Republicans, they almost feel like responsibility is a value that they have See? ownership of. See that? It's all about manipulating the argument. You control the words, you control the argument. They don't want to hear gun control. No, no, they don't want to hear gun control. But we talk about responsibility. Well, that's where we get them. They're not changing what the content of the laws and things they're proposing. That doesn't change. It's just the pretty wrapping paper. I'm telling you, you can box up a piece of shit and wrap it with pretty wrapping paper. Somebody's going to be excited to open until the box is open. And it's a sense of a sense of almost pride and honor to be responsible. So when it, when the narrative got changed and the questions and started calling it gun responsibility, a lot more conversations I even noticed in the few days that we were there were able to be had from both sides because the Second Amendment defenders could talk responsibility. They could look you in the eye and talk responsibility with someone from the other. The problem is, is who's responsible for the asshole shooting up? <laughs> hmm? The media loves when there is a tragedy like this, loves it because it gets them views, gets them eyeballs on their networks. They love it. Now, I'm old enough to remember Columbine. When those punks shot up that school in Colorado, I remember this. They were all over the news, all over. Names being posted, how many lives they had took, how crazy they were. And what happens is that generated copycats. I'm convinced of it. You have some kid that's uh, being abused at school, maybe being abused at home, doesn't feel like he is amounting to anything. He sees how much fame and credibility somebody got from doing a tragedy and becomes convinced that's how he can be famous and how he can be known and how he can change the tally. Change doesn't take place at the, at the ballot and there's something like this. Change has to take place within the home. But that's another story. The side of the aisle. I mean, some of the issues that you specifically have talked about, universal background checks, raising the age for purchasing of, of assault rifles, national red flag laws, mm -hmm. a, long, a waiting period, a longer waiting period uh, for assault weapons. Yeah. Is this what doing your... Oh, stinking ads. All right, let me turn this down so this ad can get past. Background checks, increasing the age limit. All sorts of fun things, right? The problem is none, zero, zilch of these would stop a mass shooting. Do you think a 10-day waiting period, they call it a cool down? Look at the states that already have these. Are, are they seeing a decrease? In crime, look at California. Are you telling me California, which has every one of these measures proposed, are you telling me that's a safer state than Montana or Idaho or Utah? Mm -mm. Well, Steve, California's got way more people, so they got more crime. Look at the per capita crime. Don't look at the overall crime, because you're right. 
if you just look at the amount of people, California, it's it's way more deadly. But it's worse when you look at per capita crime. Are you telling me Chicago, one of the most restrictive cities in the United States when it comes to firearms, who have every one of these measures? Are you going to walk through Colorado, or sorry, are you going to walk through there in the middle of the night? No. No, you won't. Because it doesn't work. These are positions that have widespread approval yeah. among the American public. Maybe seventy percent, right? I mean, if you look, there's a Fox That's News a lie. just earlier this year. Who are they? Universal who are they pulling? Checks, eighty-seven yeah. percent. Uh, when it comes to universal background checks, this is important to understand. I'm sorry, I keep pausing, and I know I talk a lot. There is a vast majority of people that think that no background check takes place. And we've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. Every time you purchase a firearm from a federal firearms licensed dealer, every freaking time, by federal law, you have to do a background check. Every time. Okay. Now, what they're talking about when they're saying universal background checks is, check is any time uh, a firearm gets purchased or sold, even private party, that has to take place at a at a at an FFL. Well, maybe you're thinking that doesn't sound so bad. We got to make sure people are doing the right thing. I get that. I get that concern. I've sold a few firearms in my life, and what I do is make sure that I only sell to somebody that has a concealed weapons permit because they had to go through a background check at that point. What the government wants to know is exactly what gun is going to what person. They, they want to be able to put a trace on every firearm sold. And if you don't think that's a bad idea, then I want you to uh, go back to even Nazi Germany. They want to know where every firearm is. They want to know exactly what they're walking into every time. Because if they know what you have, they know what to leverage and take away. I will not stand for universal background checks. Allowing police to take away guns from uh, people who have been shown to be a threat, 80%. Mm. Raising the minimum wage, 81%. Waiting period, 70 I mean, it's very rare you see any political issues with that much agreement, and yet none of those things have been done. It's an it's, it's a interesting... Because they're all populist, infringements, dumbass. Uh, almost near unanimous. I mean, the populist vote is there, and how do the sides and the contingencies have, they're bunkered into their- We don't have this conversation their, on any other side right, on this. Just so you know. And I don't know how the law works, but that was a question I had. Well, wait, can there be a populist vote on this, an uprising that says, look, you're not representing the, the, the masses. The law is not representing the masses. Uh, because we live in a republic, not a democracy. Um, that math, you may know more about this than I do, that math should, add up and right now it doesn't it's funny because they when they talk about well the majority of the people blah 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 well it doesn't work that way we are a freaking republic a representative government there's a reason why that's there and obviously civics is not being taught to anybody anymore there are checks and balances 
built into the machine of the Constitution to keep tyranny from happening. Once we jump from a republic to a democracy, tyranny will take hold. Because you can convince a lot of useful idiots to vote a certain way. Especially if you leverage food or freedom. Do you have advice to particularly Democrats on this issue who, the minute they speak about gun control, yes. I mean, you, so you mentioned one thing, get rid of the word gun control. Right. But even without that, do you, yeah. do you have any advice on how they can speak? Quit patronizing. There's a, there's a whole lot of Americans that need you to at least meet them where they are and what they're understanding. You know, and it's also pretty funny because they make it sound like Second Amendment advocates don't want to have a conversation about anything. We're just going to say no. So don't cast them down as being I know a lot of guys that would be willing to have conversations. Cavemen and women. This How guy included. You... No. Yeah. Listen to him for a minute. And when you're coming in hot, which sometimes the left does, on this all the issue time. and many others. Sometimes. All, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And is immediately saying, you idiot. You dumb ass. What? How foolish. You've lost them. You've lost them. You get, they get more defensive. All right, so come in and meet them where meet them where they are, and try to hear where they're coming from first, and and understand that. And then it's, patronize it's, they them and run over their rights. Viable stance, survival position they're taking that they didn't just come up with last night. I've heard you say that we're not as deeply divided as we're told we are. No. Really? <laughs> Look at the percentages yeah. we just talked about. Eighty-six yeah. percent. No, but the two on the. I was talking with my wife about this yesterday. It's human nature. You don't slow to, you know, you don't slow down to 35 miles an hour on the interstate because everyone's looking at the daisies in the rainbow in the, in the, in the field yeah. to the right. No, you slow down to 35 on the interstate going northbound because everyone's slowing down to look at the car wreck on the southbound <laughs> traffic on the other side. Right. We love the wreck. Yeah. We love it's it's it's, yeah. it's entertainment. That's the exact love, problem with the media. Up. They love the wreck. I'm telling you, they want to see. They want to see violence so they can sell more views. If these people really did care about our country and, and the violence that's taking place, they're not going to look at the tools. They're going to look at the people and figure out why we can't change the hearts of the people that are causing these problems. Where does these problems originate? Is it in a broken home? Is it in a broken school system? Is it the BS that they're watching online is the video games they're playing. There's more to it than just the gun. The gun has zero to do. The gun doesn't magically influence somebody to do evil. 60% of America, if, if, if the gun was uh, some kind of a vehicle for, for evil doing, 60% of the United States, our most recent poll shows that 60% of the United States owns guns. I promise you, if the gun was the issue at 60% ownership in the United States, it would be very, very obvious. Okay, there's a reason why people are buying guns for defense more now than ever. It's because they're not fixing the violence problem in the United States. Doing this, what Matthew McConaughey and the White House is trying to do with these gun control acts, it's not going to fix anything. The only thing it fixes is any kind of resistance. The safeguard, the blow-off valve, in case America goes to shit.
and they're taking it away from you. They're taking away your power to fight tyranny and defend your family. All in the guise of safety. There's history in that, folks. Look it up. We don't love to watch health as much as we like to watch disease. These two extremes have the microphone. Yeah. It's more entertaining. Trump's been great selling fear. Fear sells more than hope. Could you see yourself running for something? Could I see? It's, oh, it's, I it's more not. of a larger question for me of, is, is politics the category where I can be the most useful? Or can you do more outside like what you're well, doing that's here? A good, there's a great question that I'm still answering. And as of right now, to be a private citizen with my wife and a couple an idea like the Green Lights Grant Initiative to work- Not terribly private. With you're awfully vocal. Government, publicly, to help them, not doing their job for them, helping them pull off what they set out to do in the first place. Yeah. There is argument that that's more useful than what I'm doing right now in a small way. Mm -hmm. um, but what's to do the kind of big change? Yeah, well, to do the big change, right? I mean, I'd have. Will Matthew McConaughey run as president? News at eleven. So, the thing I always find so funny is these these famous people. They love to get on their soapbox. They love to to uh, push agendas. But when they're asked, well, w would you run? No, no, no. I don't, I don't think that's, that's the right move for me. Well, why not? Maybe he could do the most change as a private citizen. Or maybe if he was actually put his money where his mouth is and ran for Uvalde mayor. Maybe on the city council. Hell, dog catcher. I don't care. He can still be just as vocal as he is now, but then he can actually incorporate the policies that he's pushing but no 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 i just want to talk about it i don't i don't know how much i want to do it i have to be convinced that that's a category that i'd be could be quite useful in so, and uh it's so, something that I, that I that i think about all the time you do yeah it was i mean starting as as as, as the man i am yeah. as a concerned father yeah as, as a husband as a, as a as a person who believes in people mm -hmm. as a texan as an american who's like man come on Mm -hmm. I believe in, I believe in us. Isn't it amazing that Texas, which is like the bastion of freedom, like the, not the bastion, but uh, the example of freedom in the United States, Texas has, you know, one of the largest GDPs in the world. Texas secedes, America will fall. I mean, Texas is, as is, was, was as conservative as it gets. Oh, why? It's not anymore. Look at Austin. Interesting. A refreshing perspective. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. Hi, everyone. All right. Well, that's the end of that interview. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about old Matthew McConaughey? Now, I'm telling you, I've been there. I know what it's like to have a school shooting. Very close. Very, very close to home. I understand the stress. I understand the fear. I understand the confusion that takes place. But I don't see how any of these policies presented, and you're going to see, like I said in the beginning, you're going to see a massive push on gun control. Old Gabby Giffords has been in, uh, been in the ear 
of the the guy in the White House. Hardly a com- excuse me, hardly a commander in chief. I, I don't think he's all there. Uh, it's a terrible thing to say about the president, but I I don't I don't see him being very proactive. Other than a lot of gas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Gabby Giffords has been involved heavily recently in the White House. We are going to see a massive push. There will be an executive order written very, very soon, again, to combat gun violence and and gun control or gun responsibility, as Matthew wants to call it. It's the same old, same old. They want to infringe and impede as much as possible on your ability to carry and to conserve your life and the life of your family, preserve your property, or fight against tyranny, which is exactly what the Second Amendment is written for. It says nothing about hunting. You can't tell me that the forefathers, well, they didn't know anything about you know, AR-15s. All they had was muskets. That's... That's such a ridiculous argument. Then why doesn't that apply for the First Amendment? Hmm? They understood that technology took place. All these men, that all the Founding Fathers, they were intelligent. They were very learned. They were educated. They understood the world then. They understood that Progress would take place. Technology could happen. Inventions would take place. Benjamin freaking Franklin was an inventor. These men were not idiots. And they knew that at some point, our republic would be in peril, and it was up to the citizens to fix it. You don't believe me? Read the preamble. My goodness, my goodness, what a world we live in where people are happy to give up their freedom for a little bit of safety. Guess what? We won't deserve either if we give that up. We'll get neither. That's terrible. Get off your freaking duff, people. Fight for what you believe in. Put your money where your mouth is. I've told you I've been asked several times to run for office. (sighs) And here I am telling you to do it, and I'm giving excuses. I I literally cannot do it right now. My life is not in a spot where I can run right now. It just isn't. But I know that there's people that can. If you can't run, then vote. Volunteer. Do something. The other day I went to a, a, uh, a gun rally here in Rigby. Little old Rigby, Idaho. Very conservative. Very pro-gun. We had a handful of people show up. Handful. The problem is, is we get the FUD mentality of where it won't happen here. It can't be that bad. All this they fiddle while Rome is burning. Friends. Advocates for the Constitution. You need to be heard. You need to make your voices heard. 
Your rights are being chipped away bit by bit. The Second Amendment is just one obstacle in the way. It's a big obstacle. If they can remove your ability to defend yourself, then they can manipulate you to do other things. It's all over history. It's everywhere. Do a little research. I, I know it's easy to pull out the Nazi stuff, right? Super, super easy. What about the Balkans? What about Russia? What did Mao do? It's everywhere. History doesn't repeat itself, but it definitely rhymes. We've got to wake up. We, we can't sit idle anymore. We are losing our republic. Oh, all right. Let me, we still got some time. Hopefully you're still hanging out. Let's, let's go to something that, that uh, I really was going to talk about this go around. You guys want to talk about the actual reason for this show, not this Matthew McConaughey interview. Um, this is what I was going to talk about. So let me click out some of these windows because, man, this desktop is covered with windows being open. All right. So you've probably heard over and over and over again the term ghost gun, right? They're everywhere. It's a plague. What is a ghost gun? Well, according to Webster's Dictionary, Merriam-Webster... A ghost gun is a gun that lacks serial numbers by which it can be identified and is typically assembled by the user as a form purchased or homemade as from purchased or homemade components. All right. You and me have been able to build firearms in the privacy of our own home without serial numbers before the country was even built. It is truly part of an American tradition. We can build our own guns. Now, I agree that there should be some sort of regulation to keep people from going crazy, right? I'm okay with this. So the ATF, uh, there, there's a provision there that if you sell any of these guns that you make privately, then you have to be an FFL. If you are becoming a manufacturer, which is a, you know, with a certain type of licensing you have to have as a manufacturing license to sell and manufacture and sell, excuse me, each one of those guns that you manufacture has to have a unique serial number. Now that's only if you sell those guns. The tradition of building a firearm in your privacy of your own home has been since the country, before the country started. Okay. Now the term ghost gun, that's a scary, a scary name that was created a few years ago. Now I remember watching, I think it's a Discovery Channel. No, National Geographic. That's what it was. They did a show on what really the problem of ghost guns was. Are these guns that were manufactured in the Philippines with no serial numbers, handcrafted in the, these little huts in the middle of nowhere and then shipped black market across the world. And because those guns were manufactured completely off the record are completely untraceable. Okay. Gang members would end up with them. They would use them in shootings and whatever else. 
And that was a, a genuine problem for solving crime. Because these guns would just show up. Because they, there were no ties to anything, they were just disposable. Okay? Sure, that's a genuine problem. I'm not disagreeing with that. Fast forward to today. Okay? Now the term ghost gun gets used all the time. Anything as far as any gun that's manufactured legally within your home is now considered a ghost gun and is becoming increasingly scary. There are a lot of reports. I watched one last night. I was up late last night trying to do some research on this. Talking about, uh, you know, a lot of these left-wing, like Vice and some of these other places, they went and they bought 80% guns. Um, one was a Glock. This was actually pretty funny. It wasn't Vice. It was one of those other ones. He wanted to show how easy it was to create a gun from from online purchasing to use. And so they did that. They bought a kit um, at a gun show. There's no such stupid thing as a gun show loophole because they are just, excuse me, ginger beer burps. Because they're parts, because it's an 80% incomplete lower, it's not regulated by the ATF. So you don't have to have a background check. So they bought one at a gun show deliberately to make the gun show loophole look scary, I'm sure. They went back to their home um, they watched a bunch of videos and because this guy making the story had zero abilities with his hands, they went to somebody else and had the gun made for them. By the way, that's a felony. They wanted to show how easy it was to create this firearm and they created a felony for themselves. I'm sure they're not going to get prosecuted by any means. They'll tell you, oh, it only takes 20 minutes to make a gun. Make it from uh, from frame to firing. It takes longer than 20 minutes, and it takes some finesse. If you do not know what the hell you're doing, the gun is not going to work. It's just not. I mean, I've built guns out of proper receivers. I, I, I built a Glock 19 out of a Glock frame, and it still doesn't work properly. I, I've got to do some tuning. Would I trust my my life on a <laughs> on a polymer 80 percent gun? Probably not. Are they fun to build? Yeah. Now, just mind you, if you're selling or giving away that gun, you could be in some legal heat. So don't do that. These are just for you and you only. Now, again, because the United States is causing or the, excuse me, the media is in, in bed with the, the current administration. They have to create as much fear as possible over your legal right to create a firearm in your own home. So they're saying you're, they're seeing an uptick of crimes involving ghost guns. And that might be true. But as I dove into some of these stories, there are places like in Chicago or even in Canada where there are quote-unquote, factories of 80%. That's a felony, right? They're breaking the law by creating, manufacturing these guns and then giving them away. That's a felony. Why isn't that asshole being charged with a felony of creating a firearm instead of going after the ghost gun? 
because they need to create a narrative, friends. They need to make it sound like they're scary and that it is a plague on our streets, which it's not. The ATF has lost more guns than I think the ghost gun problem is. You think that's hyperbole? Go look when Stephen Dettelbach was uh, being interviewed by the, the House a few months ago. That that's real. That really happened. The ATF lost a whole bunch of guns with no accounting. Nobody got fired. They don't know how many are gone. They're just vanished out of their vaults. That's a problem. Far bigger problem than the ghost guns, by the way, because it shows that the government doesn't really care about who has the guns? They just care about taking everybody else's guns. All right. Let's see. This uh, this report is from the NSSF. I should have probably read this a little bit more in depth. Um, last night I was up pretty late. This, uh, this is just their first little headline here. Despite the sensational headlines about the case of undetectable firearms, all firearms are heavily regulated under the current federal law, regardless of how they are manufactured. The 1968 Gun Control Act and the 1988 Untraceable Firearms Act and other federal laws all govern firearm po uh, all firearms produced by a 3D printing process or by any other process, just as they apply to conventional manufacturing process using machining tools. So it doesn't matter if you're printing them or whatever, milling them on a mill. They are still subject to federal law. Okay. What does this mean for the firearm to be undetectable? Some headlines suggest that 3D printed firearms are undetectable as they are primarily made of polymer materials, not metal. Others warn scary sounding ghost guns that cannot be traced by law enforcement due to lack of serial numbers. So, no, I know the 3D process has become much, much more efficient. And there are guns that out there now that are completely 3D printed. I, do you remember the Liberator? I can't remember the dude's name that created the Liberator. All polymer gun. It did function. You could only fire a few rounds through it until the gun just basically destroyed itself. Here's the thing. Here's, here is the thing. Again, manufacturing a firearm in the comfort of your home is not illegal. Don't let them th threaten you by saying that ghost guns are a major plague in society. Crime is a plague in society. It doesn't matter what implement is being used to propagate that crime. Okay. Now, I know there's lots of that might be even some of the legislation that we were talking about earlier. We might see some ghost gun stuff happen again. By the way, when the president showed up with his 80 percenter on the White House, somebody else purchased it and finagled with it. He also committed a felony on the White House grounds because of that. But it was just for example. Rules for thee, not for me, right? Here's the thing, when it comes to open source now with 3D printers and the ability of new 3D printers that just, it's amazing. They're not going to stop the ghost gun, air quotes, right? That's not going to stop. 
I'm going to put a plug out for uh, T-Rex Arms. They just open sourced a whole bunch of data. Fantastic. As it should be. You have the right as an American citizen to defend your family, to defend your property, to defend against tyranny. Don't let that right be taken away. Okay. Setting aside this another like another part of that uh, that uh, report by the NSSF, setting aside the fact that three D printing is high cost, limited production technology that does not present a public safety risk, it is already illegal under the Federal Untraceable Firearms Act to manufacture, import, sell, ship, deliver, process, transfer, or to receive any undetectable firearm. Even firearms produced with 3D printing technology are required to include a component made of metal and hence detectable by metal detectors and x-ray machines. In addition, ammunition cartridges are made with metal components that are detectable. Of course, even without metal components, current transportation, uh, current transportation security agency screening machines will detect an object regardless of its composition. Okay. There's no such thing as an untraceable gun or undetectable, excuse me. The ghost guns are uh, a gun control boogeyman. Americans have always had the ability to legally make firearms in their own home, and some choose to do so as a hobby. It has not created a wave of ghost guns as it has allowed individuals who are passionate about building their own firearms to assemble them in their homes. This is an exception, not the rule. The overwhelming majority of firearms are bought through commercial sales, procured by manufacturers, and sold by re retailers that are federally licensed and regulated. What is not legal is the manufacturing of firearms without a federal license. As established by the Gun Control Act of 1968, the law requires a license, the licensee to engage in the business of de uh, dealing firearms. Uh, sorry, I kind of lost my place here. The phase that's... The phrase at stake is engaged in business, which is uh, defined as the, oh my gosh, dude, all of a sudden I can't read. Uh, engaged in business, which is defined by the current um, ATF regulations. The phrase engaged in business is applicable to the firearms dealer as defined as a person who devotes time, attention, and labor to dealing in firearms and the regular course of trade or business with the principal objective of livelihood and profit through the uh, respective, the repetitive purchase and resale of firearms. But such terms shall not include, include a person who occasionally sells, exchanges, purchases, or purchases firearms for the enhancement of the personal collection or for a hobby, or who sells all or part of his personal collection of firearms. In order to comply with the law, the new dealer would need to apply and obtain a license, including paying the required fees and submitting the background check and fingerprinting, complying with the state and local laws, local business laws, zoning laws, or may not be, uh, which may not allow the individual to operate um, that would likely be a home-based firearm business. The licensee, the licensed premises, likely the gun or, or private home would have to be open to the ATF inspection once a year. So if you're building guns and selling them, you have to have a license or you're f committing federal law, you're committing a federal crime, 
And once you get that FFL, you are subject to inspection by the ATF. Who would go through all this business and jive to just make make and manufacture and sell ghost guns only to go to prison? Oh, wait. Are you saying that people that break the law aren't going to follow these rules? Interesting. Interesting. Almost like that takes place now. Okay. Criminals break the law. This is the last little paragraph in this story. If the argument is that criminals won't follow existing laws and regulations, there is no evidence that they will abide by any new laws. By definition, criminals do not have the respect for the law. According to the government survey survey of prison inmates, over 90% of inmates have obtained their firearms from an illegal or black market source or from friends or family. Enacting further laws and uh, at the state or federal level, level to make a possession of firearms make possession of a legal firearm more illegal will not deter man criminal behavior rather than laying on another layer of regulation on law abiding law hobbyists and business and law uh, businesses lawmakers should seek enforcement of existing stringent laws and regulations i don't know if you guys remember this but there are some around 20,000 State and federal gun laws already on the books, and they keep pushing more. Why don't we just enforce those to the extent, right? Interesting. Interesting. You know, we, we see these individuals that commit crime, and then they get out on same-day bail and immediately go commit other crimes. Immediately. Almost like uh, they don't give a damn about laws. Interesting. Just like the NFS, NSSF says, do you think that making more laws will make more illegally more make it more illegal for illegal guns or scarier for criminals to you know that at some point they'll be like, oh, I don't want to break this law. They don't care. Laws only restrict the people that abide by them. Okay. Well, that was super positive, right? So now you know a little bit about ghost guns. We talked about Matthew McConaughey and his crusade. Let's be a little bit more positive, shall we? Let's uh, let let's try and end on a happy note because I got about five more minutes and then I'm bouncing. We live in the greatest country in the world. I'm convinced of it. Now our leadership on both sides of the aisle, they're a little iffy. The way the Constitution was originally drafted and the process of which government is supposed to be performed, I believe is near perfect. We have just continued to hire imperfect employees to carry out those rules. How do we fight that? I think it's time for everyone to be more involved. I know it's tough. You don't have a lot of time. Maybe you catch a lot of flack from your family or friends. I understand that completely. But you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. If you guys remember that old country song. It's time to stand up. It's time to be heard. 
It's time to let people know that you've had enough. You know, Matthew McConaughey talked about all these numbers. 80% of people want universal background checks. 80, 80, 70 something people, percent of people want red flag laws. I don't believe those stats. I think I would really like to look at the, extrapolate the data, who they pulled, where that actually came from. I think that stuff's being manipulated. Statistics get, get manipulated all the time anyways. It's time for us to stand up. We have to have something to give our children and something they can pass on to their children. We have to have a country that stands for truth and freedom and, and the American dream. And we can do it. We can do it if we stand together, if we stand united, if we remember those principles, not only the Constitution, but yes, I'm going to say this, the Judeo-Christian rules from the last thousands of years, right? Upon which this country was formed. Treat your neighbor how you would be treated. Be kind to everyone. Be honest. Be faithful in the things that you do. If you're a God-fearing person, fear God. Love your neighbor. All these things are basic principles that we can follow whether we're religious or not. It's time that we do them. Friends, I love you. I'm glad that we're here. I know it's been so long since I've done a show and I apologize. But I'm glad we're back here. I'm glad we had the chance to talk tonight. I want you guys to be safe. I want you guys to be responsible. I want you to be good stewards of the Second Amendment. And when this next round of gun control comes flying through, I want you to be level-headed. I want you to have conversations with people. I want you to be honest. We, we can do this together. Because we're Americans. Because we are in the greatest country on God's green earth. Love you, friends. Take someone shooting. And don't do dumb things. And thanks for listening to the Range Minded Podcast. Thanks for spending your time tonight listening to the Range Minded Podcast. Your input is valuable to us. If you liked what you heard in tonight's show, go ahead and like, share, and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to get hold of us, you can email me at rangeminded at gmail.com or you can find us on our social medias. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under the Range Minded Podcast. I appreciate your feedback. We love you guys. And remember to take somebody shooting. <laughs>